Today's episode of The Masked Man Show is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. We wanted to give a shout-out to SeatGeek on some major news. They've just cut a huge deal with Major League Soccer to help improve sports ticketing from the ground up. They'll be building a new ticketing system for teams that'll be way more fan-friendly than sites you've been stuck with for years. Listen, SeatGeek is like the Finn Balor of the ticketing world. He's a, he's, he's a fan favorite, he's young, he's up and coming, and he's going to be in the main event in just a few weeks. So drop your old site and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Before we get started, I wanted to mention The Ringer now has merch. Go to bit.ly.com slash ringer merch where you can find shirts and hoodies. A portion of the proceeds from each of these purchases will benefit Charity Water, a nonprofit organization that provides clean and safe drinking water to people in developing nations. Again, go right now to bitly.com slash ringer merch. Welcome to the Mask Man Show. Um, we're back, man. I'm here with Joel Solomon, the writer for Any Given Wednesday, the writer for Any Given Wednesday. That sounded terrible. But go ahead. How you doing, Joel? I'm good. I'm good. This has been a really big week in the wrestling world. The first thing I want to get to, I'm gonna, I'm just going to spring this on you. Mm-hmm. It's, I think probably the biggest storyline that's going on right now, it's a guy who's actually been on the scene for a long time, um, but is sort of like getting his first push uh, on a sort of bigger stage. Um you know, people are talking about this. Like a lot, NBC. I'm reading right now is talking about this. There's a lot of really big, uh, a lot. He's getting a lot of attention, and it's that uh, Terrence Garen, aka Rhino, um, just won a Michigan House Republican primary by 56 votes. How it's, do you feel about that? I, I think this is this is what I talked to Bill about earlier. This is the new road to the White House. Pro you, wrestling. Pro wrestling. You used to have to go to an Ivy League school possibly go to the military mm-hmm. or become a, a high profile lawyer, work your ranks through local government. Now you go to the WWE. This is, you learn mic skills. You go down to the NXT center, work with triple H, get some on air screen time, maybe endorse slim gyms. Next stop, the Oval Office. I know a lot of people have, have gone, you know, a lot of, a lot of people have talked about Trump as a pro wrestling character and, right, but I do think there's there's actually something to it where it's like, like if you're if you have if you're a full wrestler, let's say if you know, I'm trying to think of who like an old school guy is. If Jerry Lawler ran kind of toyed with running for didn't he run for, for like mayor of Memphis or governor of, of I thought of Tennessee? he was the mayor of Memphis. Uh, if, he's like colloquially okay. the mayor of Me- Memphis. He's like the Duke of Memphis. But the um, but yeah, I mean if you if you can if we we live in a world where you can just take like pull your character out of thin air basically right i mean it doesn't matter what a politician says specifically trump but really anybody you can change your positions on like a a a, a uh you know candidacy by candidacy basis which is and the crowd yeah. the crowd knows you're full of it but they still cheer you or boo you accordingly it's exactly like pro wrestling where like the fans will cheer a babyface even though Three weeks ago, they were just like making fun of the local sports team because they made the face turn. Now we can cheer. And, and this is why wrestlers are the master of it. I mean, they're they're constantly going from heel to baby. And and that's why I mean, who wouldn't vote for Stone Cold? Who wouldn't vote for The Rock? The, these guys, if they wanted to, politicians would be in big trouble. Yeah, I asked at some point who the best on, on this show, who who like the best wrestler would be. And I forgot what the I mean, the best wrestler turned politician would be Mick Foley. Clearly. You think Mick Foley? Mick Foley, care, I feel like, really genuinely cares. He's super lovable. He's been the commissioner. He's been the general manager. Although Kane, the demon Kane, mm. is, has said he, he wants to run, I believe, in I'm going to disappoint Tennessee. a lot of people, a lot of listeners of the show, when I say that you know libertarianism is not a governing philosophy. It's just, mm. <laughs> I think he's going to have some difficulty, even if he got elected. Um, the, but it hasn't worked well for the McMahon, shockingly. No, no, I think you have to. I mean, I think it, I think it's the McMahons are actually too grounded in reality. Like they're, they're, I mean, Trump, I guess, to a certain extent is too, but like, they're like just business people who now want to go to politics. That's, that's the opposite of what you're talking about. Like we want, we want actors. It's like, you know, we just want people who look the sort of looked apart and can talk the part. And that's what we want in this country. Right. And take a bump. Yeah. Maybe Um, that was Linda's flaw. Like she never really bumped. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's why Teddy Long will never be president, really. Well, um, yeah, Rhino, uh, yeah, won, won a Republican primary. He's in, uh, and uh, we'll see if he wins in November. And then, I think I'm mean, I'm just trying to think of like the old timers who were back, like Arn Anderson, who by the way got Marty Lund was shouted out on SmackDown this week. I don't know if you noticed that, but there was like an Easter egg. Where who was it? Where like uh, was it Heath Slater who referred to like jumping Marty Lund? And that's anyway, long story. That's uh, Before, that's Arn yeah. Anderson's real name. But the uh, but yeah, I feel like Arn Anderson could be could be a senator. You know, but these I think a lot always of these, an yeah. underrated talker. I mean, yeah. has like deep South. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he'd be. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised he, no one has pushed Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Well, he's he tried. To, he he threatened to run for governor of North Carolina too. But it was he was. I mean, that was in an era where it was less acceptable. It wasn't that long ago. But he's got some. You know, he's got some some, some skeletons. Yeah. Know, it's, it's not skeleton. It's not that people don't know, but just the things that normally, you know, financial and familial mm. stuff that normally rule out candidates. Although Trump has put the lie to all that stuff too. So. Well, man, do you think I mean, this might be the biggest problem that WWE has in the years ahead is that they're just not going to have a roster. Everybody's going to leave to go run for public office. It, but that, how exciting would that be? I, I you you would have a, a career. Wrestlers do need a career a, after wrestling. And you know, it's, it's sad. It's like the, 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 the performance center leads to the main roster and the main roster is just a platform for public office. Like everybody is running for public office in, in their home state after after their wrestling career. But w- would you get a liberal wrestler that that that's the question? I, I think it's been a, a pretty I mean, strong Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan would be. A, uh-huh. I mean, he's got to be a liberal guy, right? You would think. And he'd have a beautiful first lady. That's, that's on true. his arm for like the yeah I mean like who who's not gonna vote for Daniel Bryan he looks and it, he looks great in a suit these days too and you would probably have to leave this show and be a campaign manager writing uh, promos I would like to think I wouldn't but you know when some things are more important than uh than than wrestling commentary and, and art direction for a website you know when you're when your country calls you you have to go well. Anyway, uh, that was a long digression about Rhino winning, and um, congrats, and good for Rhino, man. I mean, Big it's week. it's weird that he won on the same, basically at the exact same time that he like got his like got called back into the majors to be a wrestler. SmackDown is is already reaping the benefits. He was the number one, the best free agent available, according to Shane Rhino. Really weird moniker to put on him when it's like, clearly there are better free agents available. I thought that was a, a little strange. Like, it would be one thing if he came, if he appeared out of the ether, but he's been in NXT where there are better free agents. Like, if we're considering NXT free agency. Yeah. Like, no one's making the case that he's a better free agent than Samoa, Samoa Joe, Joe, right? Right. I, I mean, Shane, are you... Are or you G- Nakamura. Nakamura was on... Like every single one of our top ten lists when we took those things, and he's still sitting down there. Shane's draft board ne- needs some work. Maybe he he uh, he's like the Cleveland Browns of uh, of this. Just the worst drafter yeah. of all time. Yeah. The number one free agent. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, there's a lot. I mean, he got Shelton Benjamin, which is a bit, which is a huge get. Already a better free agent. So. Um, and the, what were the, the rumors around Shelton Benjamin was like I think MVP got offered a contract too, but could, but. The man, this is real rumor territory, but couldn't pass the medical. Oof. But like, so maybe he'll come at some point. I mean, it's funny that like Shelton and MVP back on Cheap Heat, which by the way, you just told me that Rosenberg cut a big promo on me this week. We, we, I'm ready to get to that when you're ready to get to we'll that. We'll take one second. Yeah. But back on Cheap Heat, we used to always lump Shelton mm-hmm. and MVP and Carlito together as guys we wanted to see back. Just they're all from the same era and they're all, we feel like they all left some, you know, left a lot of opportunity on the table when they walked away. I mean, not, not, it wasn't a good choice, but WWE could have done a lot more with them, you know? Oh Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if there are any other people that pop up like Shelton. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the return of Shelton Benjamin, man. He is, um, it gives you a reason to turn into SmackDown too. I, you know, these, these, maybe someone will show up trying to make a difference. Whereas, you know, on, on, on raw, Maybe it was just eh, it's a little bit of a letdown, but on SmackDown, maybe oh wow, this this well, guy they, showed they, up. They definitely we'll, we'll get into the the show breakdown in a minute. They definitely got to do a little bit of something to differentiate SmackDown because it's already well, you, we'll we'll get into that later. Um, 
But yeah, I think that Shelton is going to be really fun to watch too because I don't know if you've seen him wrestle at all in Ring of Honor or anything like that, but he's like he is the quintessent. He's the NBA player who like he's the NBA power forward who's like 6'8 but just becomes a center at like the second act of his career because he's just kind of old and less mobile, but it works. You know, he's like the Sam Perkins of pro wrestling. Also, it's really it actually it's a great parallel to this era of basketball because uh the size has come like everybody's a little bit shorter than they were right there's not there's not a like every team doesn't have a seven foot six guy starting for him anymore right. yeah. um so shelton benjamin who was just a high flyer in his first act obviously he's a little bit older he's not quite the athlete that he once was although he's still better than 90 percent of the guys out there but he's also the size of like he's probably bigger than just about anybody on the roster who's not being booked as a giant you know he's a he's you know six feet tall and jacked like he's a big big guy um so, so yeah, I can't I can't wait to see him. Well, yeah, no, it, it will certainly be exciting, and he's been off TV for a long time. Um, and who and who he'll feud with? Like that's the good thing about the last couple of weeks. You you know, again, we'll talk about Raw and SmackDown. We're seeing different feuds, which it, at least that I like. Like yeah. not the same, at least not the same. Except for you know Cena AJ still finishing there, but I'm happy for that. That's like yeah. Cena and AJ is is great just in terms of. I mean, it's just like you're excited to have Cena on SmackDown. It's a little bit of stability, you know. It's a little bit of that feeling that like like it's still big time. Anyway, tell me about what Peter Rosenberg okay. said about me because this is I, this is news to me. I I love all wrestling podcasts. You know, I, I all I, of them. I, I, I try not to play favorites. Well, all right, not all, all two of them. <laughs> all right, so. SummerSlam is coming up in Brooklyn. There, there may be a big cheap heat event coming oh, up. Oh yeah, right. Uh, there, yeah, we're in LA now. We we get news late. It, it's it's tough to find out about. West Coast these time is just a bitch. It is a bitch. Um, but uh, apparently, Mr. Rosenberg, who you know I, I know also, uh, put a call into you, and now he's saying you're not returning his calls. Nah, he did that. That's true. Actually, he called me yesterday. He called me when I was commuting to work yesterday, which is the like the worst. It has nothing to do with him, mm-hmm. but just because of my personal psychoses. Like, it's the worst time you could possibly get in touch with me because when I get, like, when I'm commuting to work, I've already been working for three hours. You know, like, I wake up on at, you know, 7 a.m. and work and then generally come into the office around 10. So, like, those, my commute is 20 or 30 minutes that, like, I don't really have to give away. By the time I get here, I'm rushing to my desk so that I can just catch up on the stuff I haven't done over, you know, while I was driving in. And so, if you like text me or call me during that span of time, I'll for, I'll, I'll just forget so this it ever is, happened. This is not a work. I want to make sure this is not a work, or you, you you genuinely just need to call him back. Oh, I just need to call him back. It's probably also everything's a work. Where this is this is 2016. Donald Trump might be our president. Everything's a work. So as as Peter Rosenberg would say, you're you're not refusing to kiss his ass. <laughs> you you is that that might I was worried that you. You know, might be, might have, you know, come out here to LA. Things are, things are happening. Well, you, you've noticed that I've started dressing a lot differently. I'm wearing these five thousand dollars shirts, right? Uh, the sunglasses all the time, indoors or out. And uh, yeah, it's a, it, it's. I have changed a little bit, but I'm excited to, I'm excited to, uh, to, to be back in Brooklyn. I think I'll probably be there. Also, who calls anymore? Just he should text you. He I said mean, he was driving. That's why he's he calling you. Yeah, yeah. We've, I mean, right. Well, you have a car phone. When your friend, when someone, when like a friend calls you, yeah, it's you're, you're either, you're either like, like something terrible has happened, right, or it's actually worse, like than a text message. He probably just want to tell you that Rhino was back. Yeah, and he's like, I got really important news. Rhino is back. <laughs> um, hopefully, I will see that guy soon. He's he's a he's a good friend of mine. Um, listen, I'm gonna run through some news of the week, and you can tell me how important this stuff is, or if you've uh, if you if you have any particular reaction to it. Wait, did you see the cruiserweight? Any of the cruiserweight classic stuff this week? You 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 watched the beginning, right? I watched the beginning, but already two nights of live wrestling is that's. Oh, we're already that's that's already uh, a lot to start. Cruiserweight with. Classic's a good one to throw on while you're doing something else because it it'll it'll get your attention and it's it's a lot of it's a lot of straight wrestling. I buried the lead this week. Too much important stuff happened between you know Rhino winning and well Rhino winning. But the uh, I went to PWG for the first time this weekend. Congratulations! I'm going to talk it. Thank you. It's an honor. Uh, I'm going to talk about it a little bit more next week. Um, but uh, it was everything. I hoped it would be. I saw some really great, I mean, top to bottom, great great matches, and they do 
I think the most important thing they do is well serve beer by the pitcher, but also that's uh, important. Yeah, but also just like it matches are just straight back to back. Like the only pro- there was like one match that had a little, like Chris Hero cut a promo, which involved him actually getting into it with a crowd member, like physical, mm. <laughs> like in a wonderful, wonderful exchange. Um, but like you know, it was pretty much just like like a match would be o- would be over, and like two minutes later, the next match will have started. There is none of this like you know just interminable wait between stuff or long promos or whatever and you know some of these indie shows this was actually a pretty short card for them but indie shows can sometimes run really late you know I mean, a lot just, of people there a good it vibe. was full it's always full they don't need to do anything else they sell like they it's it's in like a an elks lodge or whatever it's not really that but it's a you know like a some something you know a, a an old an old whatever space in in Reseda, california and um few hundred people get in there and people start lining up hours before the event there's like you can get like front row seats or just general admission seats or there's a few standing room seats and it's just three separate lines and i mean it's it's uh what was the weirdest uh device or a piece of equipment that was used in, in ring or out Ooh, they're really i don't i mean there were or a couple, spot just maybe your favorite spot <sighs> Um, I mean, listen, there's nothing like seeing the Young Bucks live. They always just make something they, you know, they, it was Young Bucks versus Death by Elbow. And they, and they just, there were, there were a couple of spots where, you know, the size difference between the Bucks and Chris Hero is so sick, is so incredible that like they, it's just, it's just inherently amazing to watch them do kind of pre-planned spots together. There was some cool stuff in there. Um, I don't know, man, it was, it was definitely worth, but, uh, you know, highlight of the night. And the reason why I brought this whole thing was the performance of Zack Sabre Jr., who's also uh, been, who was also competed last week on the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, Zack Sabre is an amazing wrestler, um, and I will say, and one more aside about PWG, but like, if you ever get the chance to go, the coolest thing is that the wrestlers just sell their merch. They it's them selling the merch. They are the merch. They, guy. they sit on the edge of the ring before yeah. the before the show and during intermission. And they just like hang up T-shirts on hangers on the ropes, and you just walk up to them, and you're like, "Hey, I want one of those shirts in large or whatever." And they like will sell it to you. Like that's a, you buy your Chris Hero shirt from Chris Hero, you buy your Zack Saber Junior shirt from Zack Saber Junior. Like that, the Bucks just kind of stand in the ring because mm. they're heels and they want to get a little, you know, uh, distance, cognitive dis- dissonance, distance. But the um, you are dangerous, by the way, at these merch tables. See, this is where I I, I, I fear you. Oh. You are just. Marking out, buying, buying, and I, I literally bought nothing. And the reason was yeah. because if I bought one shirt, I would have bought twenty shirts. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's this is r- why I don't go to those <clears throat> shows where guys are signing and selling their stuff because you you can't get autograph and and stuff from Tito Santana and then go to Super Fly Snooker and not get him and then not get Volkov. I I, I just can't go to these things. Um. Superfly Snuga is is still doing legend shows despite the fact that he was declared incompetent to stand trial. I mean, by who really? Other than himself. well, anyway, I'm yeah. glad I'm glad to know that you'd still be getting his autograph though, standing strong, standing standing with Snuka. Uh, he he didn't do anything wrong. That's so untrue. All right. Fair anyway, um, so yeah, so Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, a lot of rumors before the cru- before his first appearance on the, the Cruiserweight Classic that WWE had offered him a contract. Um, so I was excited to see him. I thought it was going to be his farewell, um, his farewell show. But apparently he's, um, well, I was going to say apparently, like I like I know for a fact that he is not taking the WWE contract. Um, wow. I think he just wants. I think I, I I think he's. I don't I don't know this part. This isn't reporting, but it seems like he's happy to be. Uh, he's happy to to work for another year on the Indies or something, and and you know kind of prepare himself. Um, before he goes, I mean, I, listen, he's got to he's got to put on some weight. You know, he's got he's got like if he went down to Orlando, he would be. He's not like he's gonna get called up in two weeks or something like that, right? So like he might if he if he wants to keep going to Japan, traveling the world, doing all you know, being the champion of of places like PWG, he can keep doing that. You know. But as we've seen on Monday Night Raw, pretty good time to get a push if you're a uh, new up and coming kind of. I mean, you're they're 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 pushing. This is now a time. I mean, if if you've done well at NXT, you're like no other time in WWE history. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about this. We'll, we'll we'll wrap up the show. We'll save this for last. But I want to talk about these are the, the three big NXT uh, stars that are that are kind of taking over Raw right now. 
because um, it is an interesting it is an interesting question. Now, you know, at PWG, I thought it was going to be Zack Saber's last match. It turns out it was not. It was his opponent, uh, Roddy Strong's last match, um, or not opponent, but they did a thing. They had a, a little uh, uh, back and forth. Um, Zack Saber Jr. fought Kyle O'Reilly, who is my my all time favorite indie mm-hmm. indie dude. Um, I hope I mean, I, he he's just amazing. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think that it's legit. I think it's whatever. It's uh, Finn Balor spent a lot longer in NXT than than WWE told him he was going to spend there, which is fine. NXT turned out that was an it, it helped NXT, the NXT brand. It helped Finn's career, um, but it's not exactly. I mean, but like. You know, Zack Sabre Jr. has still got some growth, and it's it's totally legitimate for him to not do for him to do it on his own. You know, anyway. Well, but where do you think the money is better? Is it, there's better money kind of being a top guy elsewhere, or get taking yeah, that? One hundred percent. Okay, well then he can th- make more. He can make. Answer. He can definitely make more money doing what he's doing now. Than, now, listen, it depends on the contract he would sign with mm-hmm. WWE. But um, you know, I mean, in Orlando, there's no like, you know, there's no guarantee that you're making. I mean, there are people down there making $30,000, you know? I mean, but there's, but a lot of people are making more. I mean, it depends on the contract you sign. You know, Samoa Joe got, from what I understand, had, you know, he had like an NXT contract and there's like page two is the, is the main roster contact. He got bumped up to the main roster right after he signed so that he, to prohibit him from working from other TV shows. So he's making like his main roster check in NXT. Right. But like, there's a huge variation. I mean, it can be 10, you can make 10 times more money easily on the main roster. So, um, so yeah, it just depends on what you do. Um, so anyway, let's go back through the actual shows of the week, not just the wonderful pro wrestling gorilla shows that I attended in real life. There's nothing wrong with that though. I mean, it's good. I'm glad when you're excited. Yeah. I mean, listen, a lot of things to be excited about. Um, let's go chronologically. Monday night. Monday night. The, the red team. Team All red. Right. I, well, I don't want. So the opening section. Like this is what I want to get back to later. But the opening segment was the kind of Sasha promo that became a Jericho pro, Jericho Sasha promo that then became a an E Enzo. Harmony date. Or yeah, something? it was very what? very strange. Like I think that with the exception of with the exception of gimmicks like Rusev and Lana. Okay. We got to use like on-screen flirting really sparingly. That was, it was all going so well too. I don't think it, it was all going so well. No, I mean, Sasha Banks starting the show. Oh wow, this is great. Let's and and then Jericho comes out. Now we're a little bit losing control. Then Enzo comes out and this weird. Uh, how you doing? I mean, I'm not even gonna try to do that. But that it was just so weak. Yeah, so weak. Yeah, we well, just, that's it, what I want to get to later on. So let's let's hit pause on that for one second. Um, Braun Strowman had another great squash match against the against the jobber, and and Strowman's. I like that the neckline is just getting lower and lower. That he's, he's maybe just he's so outgrow- big. he's outgrowing the shirt. He's outgrowing the shirt. That is a as a, a hell of a of a V neck now. It's not a V neck. That's a low scoop. That's and, a that's that's something else. It's a low scoop. That's like transitioning into suspenders it, it will soon it will soon not be assured at all right um yeah golden truth versus the shining stars like i literally don't remember that match happening did that i'm reading a recap right now but i don't know um yeah okay so now we get into really interesting stuff um rusev and mark henry had a match which is for, mark henry is our, is the wwe ambassador to the olympics now i i, I that i actually didn't know that's that was the key to like the backstage promo. Do you think? I mean, I love they kept saying it the same way. Like, I don't know that the Olympics needs a WWE ambassador, but Mark Henry is obviously the guy. If you, I think Mark Henry has like this Bobby Bonilla contract that he is. It, hey, we gotta let's just we gotta. That's a good we're paying him. We're paying him. You gotta let him do something. Do you think the WWE ambassador to the Olympics is more significant than the Universal Championship? Oof, oof. I, I do want to know what that title is going to look like, and and yes, you're right. At least at least, at least the uh, Olympic ambassador. It sounds like a real thing. Yeah, the universal title. Eesh. When Reigns came out, right. That's what this was. That this was, was the, the big first part. Time. I actually Ooh, thought Mark maybe. Henry was gonna was gonna get a was gonna win the match for some reason. He was he powered out of the accolade, and I was just like, oh wait, this is what I've been waiting for him to do the last time they feuded. You know, that was gonna be great. But the, um, but yeah, he lost, and then, you know. 
I have no problem at all with Roman Reigns versus Rusev. I like this. I, this is now, we're going somewhere. This is, and it's also, it's a mid card. We're, yeah. we're, we've taken Reigns out of, out of, you know, the, the mix for, we've just put him here against Rusev. This, this looks right. This, this actually. It feels right. And you say mid card. I mean, I, I'm not going to dispute like whatever the definition of that is, but the, but, but like Roman Reigns versus Rusev is a legit like 1A match on any pay-per-view, right? I mean, it's it is no offense to anybody else involved, but like as far as just like, you know, 5 years from now if you look back and just saw the flyer, like you would probably assume that was a much bigger deal than Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler. You know, I mean like it's 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 comparable. It could be. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it certainly so, could be. So it's a I mean it's a it's a real I'm I'm excited about I'm excited about that match. And it's a good spot for it's a good spot for Roman Reigns to sort of, you know, be able to work a good match, build himself back up a little bit. It's a great spot for Rusev because he's needed a real feud with a real with someone with you know some talent. I mean, not talent, with some star power for a while. Right. Um, I'm not looking forward to the inevitable Roman Reigns, like you know, misogynist promos on Lana. I think that that's sort of a given. He's related to The Rock, and and yeah, I'm. I'm you know, I always expect the worst on that front. That's well. It's also Rusev's wife now. So yeah. Let's. You're. I, I think you're right. You should. Let's steer clear of that. Let's be respectful of Rusev's wife. <laughs> Roman Reigns is a family man. If anyone would understand, it, yeah, it would be it would be Roman. Reigns. I, I like that Rusev just tries to get out of the way. Like you're not worth my time. That is like the the first. I don't know. Maybe not the first, but a big guy that's just like. Eh, no. Yeah. I, step aside. Get, I'm. You're not even worth my time. I love, Rusev is great. I mean, Rusev's just so much fun. And I. I mean, I. I will eat a little crow because I remember saying, you know, six months into his first run that he was going to be a baby face before the year was out. Like he was just so great, you know. But um, I still think. I mean, he's just got so much there. There's just so much untapped potential. And I don't think they're doing the wrong thing with him. Let him keep doing this for a little while. But. Um, when he gets a lot of it, when he gets camera time, the crowd just goes nuts for him. You know, they boo, but it's a respectful boo. It's like he's playing a really good character. And finally, Reigns is now in the ring with a guy. He he might not have to use the mic, because really, Lana would be doing the talking, and this might this might work. I'm I'm we found something now on Monday nights that we're both excited about. Yeah, because there there might not be much else. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, the next thing that happened was Titus O'Neil defeating Darren Young, which was. Uh, I kind of like this Darren Young thing. This it's mm-hmm. a very lo-fi like Darren Young make America. I mean, make Darren Young great again thing. But <clears throat> it seems to be occurring from. I don't have not. I don't know any backstage info on this, but it seems to be occurring at a deliberate pace with minimal interference from you know the day the the Monday rewriting crew. It seems like this is a you know this was pitched as like a two month three month storyline and it's happening as it was supposed to happen. Yeah, let it breathe. Let it see how it plays out, which is, yeah, again, rare. Um, Nia Jax, another squash. Now, that my my biggest hang up with Nia Jax and uh, and Braun Strowman is that it's it it evokes the debut of Ryback and Tensai, uh, and it was right around the same time that Sin Cara debuted. Um, but he doesn't really count here. But like there was when they were just trying to debut all these people at once, and a couple of them were doing squashes. But you got to make the squashes different. And so you know, Ryback was wrestling multiple people. I just think that I love bring the bringing jobbers back is amazing. Having a different jobber every week, basically doing the same routine to sort of establish a thing like that was important in 1988 or 1985 because. Like you or I were giant wrestling fans back then, but we didn't necessarily watch every week. You know, sometimes your your dad might have made you like go rake the yard during wrestling or something like that, and you needed for you needed to have the same idea reinforced over and over again. You needed to have the finishing move used really clearly and and define you know so so that you would when you watched when you watch the next match you would understand when the DDT was coming or whatever. Um, now you just watch YouTube. You don't need to see the same squash match play out week after week. You know, it's very clear what happened. They show you the highlight packages. But what else are these local jobbers going to do? This is a big I would rather see last week's jobber keep, like, make a comeback. It's try week after week, you know, do a little one, two, three kid thing with them or something. Just give it a little bit of, give it just one other layer. But I love, I love the job. I love the jobbers are back. If they're used appropriately, uh, they, they, it could be really great. All right. Well, then, missed opportunity to find some kind of 
maybe it's yeah. still gonna happen. It's just week two. It's just it's, it's fine. I mean, Nia Jax is a little bit more forgivable because there's just not that many. They don't have nearly as many, you know, uh, women on the roster. So like they gotta figure this thing. I mean, they they gotta do what they gotta do. Um, anyway, do you want to talk about the biggest finishing move though? Since we're on Raw. The biggest finishing the move. The biggest. I mean, what else could take out Brock Lesnar in one finishing move? Oh, man. I mean, let's first of all, let's give credit to that director that absolutely nailed it. Directors, at, at, especially now. Kevin uh, Dunn? Are you giving credit to Kevin Dunn right now? Whoever was in the truck calling mm-hmm. the shots that this might tight. be. The, wait, I just want to pause because this might be the okay. nicest thing that anybody on any podcast has ever said about Kevin Dunn. Go ahead. Pushing in perfectly on Lesnar. As Heyman was uh, saying, no one will, he will, Orton will never land an RKO. I didn't even see that coming. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm, listen, we all knew it was probably coming, but I, le- I legitimately popped. I, I did not see that coming. And uh, yeah, I, what happened after, or, I mean, let's, you can talk about if an RKO should really talk, take out Brock, but I think an, R- an RKO out of nowhere would take anybody out. It certainly would take me out, but I mean, it really is. Say what you will about Randy Orton. I, I think he's doing great work right now, but like the RKO is just the best move. And that shirt now is tremendous. Yeah. Out, the out, hashtag out of nowhere. Randy Orton's got a, l- a little swagger. It's, there's a little something going on. Yeah. He exited through the crowd on Monday night, uh, took his shirt off at the top of the stairs. That part was a little bit weird to me. I think like. Well, he had to show new tattoos, probably. That does he have new tattoos to show? He probably, he probably, yeah. I'm sure there's something that that we weren't getting. I'm just saying that like when there's lots of fans all over me like cheering and stuff that I would rather have my shirt on at that point and maybe my shirt off when I'm applying the RKO. Now I know it's not as easy as I make it sound to transition from shirtlessness to shirtedness, but you take my point. But, um, you, but you, the, you, so how how do you feel about this Brock Orton? I think they're doing a wonderful job with it. They let they let Orton get a little bit shooty last week with the uh, with the chemical enhancement or whatever the enhancement joke. I've never used. Yeah, right. Um, okay. Even though like the the wellness policy is like has something that's actually referred to as the Orton rule as part of it when they because he they they let him wrestle after after his like third strike or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I'm excited to see this match. And when they announced it, I was like low water. I was like a like a one excited on a one to ten scale of excitement. Now I'm like like I'm a solid seven, seven and a half, and I could see myself like the day of SummerSlam getting up to a nine. And I know one has nothing to do with the other, but it just seems to me Brock has a little bit of a shine off him now that from the UFC yeah. stuff, and that he you know maybe it shouldn't count. But that I don't, and maybe it's the way Randy's kind of back and looks good that you kind of think like Randy's not intimidated. He's just like I don't even. I don't yeah. Even. Well, I mean, Ringer editor in chief Sean Finnessy texted nope. me the the on Monday night um, to point out that how skinny Brock Lesnar looked. Now, there's a lot of Brock Lesnar physique Zapruder filming even before the UFC uh, the UFC you know drug test or whatever, but. Uh, you know, he did look a little bit thinner, although that's sort of been the Brock Lesnar setting aside whatever he's ingesting. Uh, that's sort of been the Brock Lesnar MO is that like, you know, he he gets into shape for his matches. You know, I mean, he ha- he like when he made his when he made that first big comeback to WWE, remember, he wore like his track pants and sleeveless shirt for a month um, because, you know, he was I think he was still working his way back into shape. But uh, but anyway, I there there does seem to be a sort of uh, he does seem beatable now, he, and I think it's because like you were alluding to, this meta narrative has taken hold that he's not quite the beast that uh, that he was. You know, they were they were leading us to believe that he was. My my question for you, and and I, I've like thought about this. Do you think Randy Orton is? Should should he be bigger than he is, or is he is he properly kind of rated? Is should oh. he, Randy Orton through whatever the last decade? No one's gotten more title shots. No one's gotten bigger pushes. And Randy Orton has been phenomenal for the company, kind of up there with, with Cena. But just I, I, does either Randy Orton thinks he's bigger than he is, or that he just can't break through because that RKO meme thing on the internet was like the biggest thing for him. Sometimes. Sometimes something has to happen that, like out that you have no control over 
to really to really take you to the next level, right? And the RKO meme was one of those things, you know. I mean, it was, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan was was helped immeasurably by the fact that the Yes chant took off, became bigger than him and bigger than wrestling. Viperville will not do that for Randy Orton. Viperville so. is Viper Viperville is a is a place you don't want to go, uh, a place that Randy Orton should never go again. Although I remember reacting to that really poorly when he said it, but it was that led into the chemical enhancement con- that led into mm. another thing that made me that sort of redeemed it in my eyes but i mean randy orton got the big push he was the one that left evolution he won the title oh, no, no no randy I orton mean, this- so you're thinking right, so what is your point of view i think that randy orton at this point is being used completely appropriately by wwe he's very very good at doing a very certain set of things and and not so great at almost everything else. Agreed. You could throw anything at him, and I think he could be immediately. It would it would work if he's one of the few guys. But I think as part of like the WWE legacy, one of these he sh- he he should be on a higher pedestal of possibly one of the all time greats. I don't think he's recognized as. Oh, that. you think he's I, being undersold at this point? Because I don't know. Has he had that moment? He he should be. Did, has he taken full advantage of what the WWE has given him? That's what I'm asking you. Uh, that's a good question. Like Edge. Edge outplayed his coverage. Edge yeah, did it, 100%. was used all of his ability and more. He he stole the show. I wish Edge was was still could still compete. Randy Orton still can. I'm I'm just a, I, I, where where do you where do you rank Orton, as far as do you think he's made the most of the opportunities? Yeah, I mean, I th- I don't know, not the most. He's done fine with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I don't know what the I don't know what the real sports comparison is. I mean, he's an immeasurably good player that is exactly what you think he is. You know, I mean, he's not. There's not going to be any. Uh, there's no like the, the, he's not going to transcend at any point. He's not going to surprise you at any point. You know, sometimes he's a lot better than other times when he's being used correctly. His run with the championship. Um, where, you know, when he joined the beginning of the authority angle was just great because he was allowed to be a sort of like just prickish dim bulb. And that was a, the perfect role for him. He's actually this is he's doing great right now um, in this sort of pseudo cocky baby face thing. I mean, I think that I think that Randy Orton just needs to be playing Randy Orton to some degree. And that there's that doesn't leave you a whole lot of latitude. But I feel like right now they they're finding the right baby face look for Randy Orton. All of that is to say. I think he's I think he's uh, he's appropriately acclaimed. He's a, he's achieved exactly what he was like he's done what has been asked of him and it's just not he's not going to be John Cena, he's not going to be Hulk Hogan, he's not going to be Shawn Michaels, but like there's a lot of value in Randy Orton. And there will continue to be for a long time. Maybe as he gets older, maybe he's going to be maybe that's the real maybe it's the sort of later career Triple H or like Harley Race look that like is really going to make Randy Orton uh Give, you know, really cement Randy Orton's legacy because no pun intended, because there's he's just I, I feel like he's getting better with age. All right. This is that was the answer I, I was looking for. So. Um, so at the end of I'll jump ahead, but at the end of SmackDown, we got the reversal of that mm-hmm. inter, that that confrontation when Brock Lesnar showed up on Randy's show to uh, RKO the hell out of him. I mean, to uh, uh, sorry, F5 the hell out of him. Um Man, I really miss when wrestling when when wrestling moves were like you know just like had the wrestler's name in it. I guess the RKO does technically have part of Randy's name in it. But go ahead. Also, F F five is like on your keyboard. That's like a. That's you, a I think you hit F five for something. Well, yeah, it's one of the F one of the one of the top buttons. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. Does that make it good or bad? That's bad, right? It's, it's bad. It's, you, you don't think of an airplane. You think of a. Or that's what is I that, think about. You think of a keyboard. Like, well, you are a computer nerd. Oh, so. he just hit Command Shift on him. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it, I mean that. But this is kind of what you want out of Raw and SmackDown. Shane saying, "Hey, get off of our show. You're not supposed to be here." And I just want to say, from a from a kayfabe point of view, Shane and Stephanie are both kind of, and and Shane more so than Stephanie, but they're terrible bookers because. If there weren't run-ins in either of those segments, then why the hell were you putting that on in the main event spot? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if you're... I get Brock Lesnar. Like, we've had Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar promos 
in the main event spot before, but like, man, if you're Shane, are you really putting just Randy Orton out there with a microphone for your main event? Is it, we'll see, but now, now you, you've just you've just cracked it, unfortunately. What? Because you know, wrestling is not real. Is this no, what you're going to tell me now? Now, that now we know it's coming. But yeah, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you would have thought Cena or or AJ or. Oh wait, I'm wrong. That's not even what happened. It wasn't the end of the show. It was halfway through the SmackDown. Ah well, who cares? Uh, still, 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 uh, I, I maintain my terrible opinion of Shane McMahon. Well, um, but but the Bray Wyatt that that happened that Bray Wyatt twisted his ankle. Did we do we know that? Wait, let's finish up with Raw really quickly first. We're, we've totally skipped over Cesaro defeating Sheamus in one of the greatest matches of all time. Uh, it was actually a good match. The New Day defeated the Club, um, and Seth Rollins defeated uh, defeated Sami Zayn. Um, with a you know, he it was a clean win, but that was a that was a fun match, man. It's nice to have it's nice to have this sort of like fresh blood on Raw getting getting pushed up in the, you know the main event spot so that you can. Um, you know, you can. We have some like you know, Seth Rollins versus Sami Zayn is an exciting new match. Yeah, and that's part of the great thing. I think you know, we we're saying you you will see new matches and kind of just by default, you know, some guys aren't there. And uh, but but Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, kind of uh, that was another. I mean, my gosh, Seth Rollins can certainly cut a he, he can cut a promo. I mean, he's there's a reason I think he's still on Raw. Like it, it's almost like the vocal guys, at least in my opinion, you're giving me a strange look. No, I, no, I'm, I'm interested to see what you're gonna say. It's, it's almost like they left the guys that could work a mic on Raw. Yeah. Except for, I guess, yeah, I think, I think, I don't know who. I have to look at the SmackDown roster, but it's well, John Cena is on SmackDown. Well, we could get to that too, but I think the it seems like the Raw. Yeah, it's like it's like the like when they've done this sort of it's not even a brand. I guess when they do the brand, they've done the brand split in the past, but also just the way they booked the two shows. Yeah, Raw is the Raw is live. Raw is you know in living color. You put your guys who can really go on the mic there on Raw, and then with SmackDown you can like retape stuff, try a couple of times to make sure it's uh, to make sure it goes over as well as you want it to go. Um, although SmackDown at this point is live so that doesn't really hold true although as you were telling me before the show it's like a live show that doesn't feel live it show doesn't maker. particularly feel live it's it, week two we're, we're we're two short weeks into the brand split um and i enjoyed smackdown this week i enjoyed smackdown last week but it's it does not feel it doesn't feel as significant or it doesn't feel the audio's off. It's just like the video's a little bit. Does it feel there? a little bit like the video is like a little bit more lo-fi? Like I feel like they're deliberately making it look different. Um, For sure. I mean, some of those camera angles are cool, and they're and they're certainly trying new things and the backstage interview area. But uh, it it's it's just you know you can tell they're throwing a lot of things trying to make it look different. Also, yeah, when they're making their entrance, these graphics that pop up with the weird stats, like and it's just. Well, I, don't, make I like it. I like you that do, stuff. You do like yeah, it. yeah. I you like, like the ways to set it apart. Yeah, no, yeah, and it, it makes it feel. It makes it. It gives it a little bit of a. It, I like it. I like that it's different than mm-hmm. Raw and different than what we were used to. Uh, but also, yeah, just a little bit of legitimacy, a little bit of character, like that kind of stuff is good. They're also starting the show. I think they started for the second week in a row with Shane and Daniel Bryan backstage, just kind of a live loose yeah yeah just what i mean last week they did the walk out into the into the arena but i think yeah just having the kind of the cold open with those two guys is fun um they they do look like a natural comedy duo shane and and, and db you know it, yeah neither of them exactly knows what what they're doing and we're just we're just rolling with this yeah. no <laughs> yeah that's i mean it's a it might be a future future presidential ticket those two guys if, if you're if your theories about wrestlers and politics comes true the, the oh wait, is Shane? Yeah. Is Shane? Do you think Shane will be will run for the presidency as a Republican or a Democrat? Uh, he could be independent, Shane. And I, well, he, it's, he, it's a hard road, but I but if anyone can do it, it's Shane McMahon. He's a he's a man of the people too. Uh, the he's t- got he's certainly got a Trump. Well, we talked about this last a couple weeks ago, but he's definitely got the 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 Trump family esque tan going on right now. Big big tan HD. Another, I mean, uh, HD also. <laughs> HD is like so, gun is makes the tans look crazy. Tans look a little crazy. Uh, another thing, SmackDown announced two new titles. What? So th- yeah, there will be tag team titles and a women's title on SmackDown. I on totally SmackDown. missed this. 
This I, I, this is happening, and it, yeah. I was watching the show. Like I'm not. This wasn't even one of those. I missed that on Hulu. Like I watched the show live. This is on the internet, and I'm gonna. Oh, okay. I'm gonna take time while you you Google it because this is kind of what Raw and SmackDown when there was a brand split. Very exciting that you know the title could bounce around, and there was this one title that everyone was chasing. Now they're diluting the titles, especially with this universal title. That wait, what's going on? I, I liked I liked your universal title rant anyway, but this is the but this makes it even worse. Now wait, you you don't you don't like the universal title, correct? You're anti universal title. It's a bad name. It's a it, it's sort of pointless. It's out of nowhere. Do you think? I, would you rather there be just one title that they kind of that goes between shows, or do you think you just hate the name universal title? There's is. There should be one champion. This it, it's diluting the brand. What? Why? Why do I care about the universal title? Or just call it the raw belt. Call it, but a universal title. The raw belt. What? What is this? I mean, I, I'd like. Yeah, that would just be meat. I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's a sushi relate. It's a. Yeah. It's it's basically like a raw fish concept. This this belt either should look. I would actually. I don't even know what it should look like. But it it is it is this now more important than yes. The rumors, the rumor that I read this okay. week, I'm, I said yes, like I actually know. The rumor this week was that, uh, was that Universal, uh, where is this from? Cage side seats. Um, you, the Universal belt will be the top prize in the company with smacked with the WWE World Title losing some luster. Hmm. Um, I think that regardless of whether or not that report is true, and Cage side seats usually, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's sourced, but like. Um, it's called the universal title. That's bigger than a world. The universe is bigger than the world. Well, it's like the intercontinental title or the U.S. title. Like we you, we do it by we do it spatially, you know. Like, but now you're hurting the other belt. I think you heard it when you sent it to SmackDown. But that, that if you're for, from a, from a if I wanted if you wanted to be a real you know dick about it, you heard it when you put it on Dean Ambrose and shipped him off to SmackDown. Well, you heard everything that goes to SmackDown. I think you're hurting John Cena by him being on SmackDown. You can't hurt John Cena, man. He's unstoppable. All right. Do you think Maybe. John Cena took the Tuesday show just to give him more time to do like week, host host things on the weekends? <laughs> and in case there's more Sunday night awards shows, he has more time to get back. Why you you like the Teen Choice Awards? <laughs> yeah, I think I mean he. I think he's now done. He's he's hosted award shows like twice in the past month. I'm sure there's going to be more. Uh, yeah, I think I think that definitely had something to do with it, and also he's. You know, carry carried what what's there left to do? This is yeah, yeah. Help help smack SmackDown all they can. What so yeah? So I'm looking at this online. It says that according to F4W F4W online, uh, word backstage in WWE is that SmackDown Live will soon be debuting a new tag team titles and a new women's title. But even that, you've come so far with the women's title. Sometime after SummerSlam. Okay, so I'm sorry. So sometime after SummerSlam. So, but even with the women's title, that meant so much. Why there? Who else would be deserving of a? That's that's even just confusing to, to me. To who's have the, just who's to the have just champion to have just established. I'm upset. Really about this? I think you're legit. I think it's legit, man. This is ridiculous. I think that, that to that's have, me upset. To have just to have just established the women's championship. And then to have another women's champion. Like, you can't... What are they going to call... Are they going to bring back the Divas belt? Well, we already said Carmella would get that. Oh, she is a diva. She... One giant step back for women's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't understand. I get a lot of... other. I don't understand the Carmella thing right now. She's definitely got a little bit of that it factor. And we know that she can work. A lot of people don't like Natty. Natty's taking some heat, and but I think people now should give Natty credit. That's probably the best thing she's done in years. Was just knock out Carmella and and just yeah, yeah. Listen, I mean it, the, the credit I, where credit. I good. like where the SmackDown women's division is right now, but it's still just understaffed, and uh, I think that they should wait for both the tag and the women's division. Let's wait until like the division sort of like earn the belt it just seemed right i agree it just seemed very quick super quick uh yeah like I mean, like make i don't know i mean just like why don't we do like a, a tag team tournament before we're crowned champions or so you know like or just get get some storylines going you want american alpha to, to want new day's belts like you want that exactly yeah, yeah yeah i mean american alpha make it ha like you want it to see how it'll play out make it happen american alpha 
are are great. But man, if they get if they just get put in, if they just give them the belts in a month, like that doesn't help them in any way, shape, or form. And 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 it's not even the belt you care about. Yeah, I, it just it just seems strange. Um, well, speaking of belts, uh, Apollo Cruz is now wrestling for the uh, Intercontinental title. That makes me happy. I don't really care what you think about that because that that makes me happy. I think Apollo Cruz versus Miz will be a, a good little program. Uh, for SummerSlam, and again, like we said, it's now that's like the fifth match on the card, top six, seventh match on the card that could be in the pre-show. Paul Cruz would be a great Intercontinental Champ, I think. He's really, really good. It's, I think that he he's he just again needs some time to cook. Like he just needs a good, a couple of good feuds, and SmackDown is a good spot for him for that. So, you know, uh, not as good of a spot for the Vaudevillains who are just basically jobbers on Thursday night or yeah. Tuesday night. I'm just never gonna stop saying. Uh, I'm never, yeah, look, I mean, the SmackDown tag team division are American Alpha, the Usos, the Vaudevillains, Breezango. I'm probably missing a couple, but like, it's not like it's that deep. Winning that, beside for outside of the, the Usos and American Alpha, like, what is that? The Ascension, but, the Ascension is also on but SmackDown. That, but that's what SmackDown could have tried. I'm, I'm, this clearly probably wouldn't have happened, but maybe they introduced the mixed tag belts. Anything just different like i'm not right i don't think that would happen but, yeah I don't, but I don't know give it just any don't just replicate i mean the belts. But yeah i mean they're listen man i mean the indie wrestling there's intergender matches that are big time draws in indie wrestling right now i mean i don't think that i mean it, and, and um lucha, lucha underground has obviously done some stuff with that i think that there's i don't know that that's the best look for wwe but <clears throat> i don't i mean yes i think i think you know i mean another thing they could do is just have an open invitation tag team tournament and actually have some new tag teams if they, but their roster is still so thin compared to raw, but man, if they're going to, if they were going to crown a new tag team champions and you're like Apollo Cruz or, or whoever, if you're one, if you're like a, you know, a guy who's just outside of the heavyweight, the, the main title picture, on SmackDown, wouldn't you just find a partner and go after the tag belts? Like, why not? For sure. Why is it so walled off? That's what's so weird about it. And it, and also, then, if we just go back to Raw, SmackDown, whatever it was, eight years ago, then eventually, isn't there going to be a joining of the belts where it's belt for belt, and then now a guy has both belts? Like, it's just... Oh, it's inevitable, like, like yeah. Like, why wouldn't I just want the universal title? Well... And why are we talking about this so seriously? I'm not sure. This I is a, this has gotten this has really gotten into a serious conversation. I do want to have one serious conversation before we get out of here. And you were talking about intergender matches, so congrats on the segue. Um, on Monday Night Raw, we opened the show, well, with those promos that we talked about, but it led to the Enzo and Sasha versus Charlotte and Jericho tag team match. I did love quiet... Quiet. Jericho is quiet. firing on all cylinders right now. I'm, you know, we'll we'll be talking crap about him in a couple of weeks, I'm sure. But like, this is I love this Chris Jericho. The scarf on, um, just wearing scarf. And later on Raw, um, my you know everybody's favorite Finn Balor got got a didn't had a nice little interaction with Seth Rollins. Um, but I got to tell you, like, I got some text messages and emails and DMs or whatever and tweets. Let's not even talk about tweets about about those three, about Finn Balor, Sasha Banks, and Enzo Amore. Okay. Special emphasis on Sasha Banks. But I think I think the I think I got I get the messages I got were commiserate with how beloved each of those three people is. And in every one of them, it was what are they doing with them? They're going to they're going to mess this up. What is WWE doing? They're going to mess it up. My question to you is is there is there is it possible that they're going to get too much too soon and and hurt their and hurt their careers, hurt the characters, hurt our perception of Sasha and Zoe and Finn. It's I mean that is that is a great question. We'll first start it with NXT helps that you've seen them, but also you've grown with these guys, but also yeah. how desperate fans were for just new, fresh talent that let's start with that. Um, I, I did like the Finn Balor, this new approach. Let's just give him the biggest debut ever. Let's just, let's just, now, and the rumors are and spoiler alert for the next, this is not a spoiler. I don't know this, but I read online, skip ahead 30 seconds. It's going to be brief. 
is that he's going to win at SummerSlam. Wow. That they're just go that Vince is all in on him. See that I don't think that you can screw it up if if you just like let we know because now you're actually giving the fans what they want. So yeah. let's you know you instead of waiting with the Dan, the Daniel Bryan model that took my gosh a year to get to now you're like this is what you want yeah. you love these guys then here you go and you're giving them the if they fail yeah somebody said and it might have been on the show and it might have been online it might have been a private conversation my brain is mush too many chair shots but the um but somebody said i can't remember the last time there were like two championship matches and i don't care who wins and i'll be happy either way sort of and and it's totally true but to me that that's they would have failed had you milked it and then it just never happened which is unfortunately sometimes what i think happened with bray wyatt that maybe yeah he just, the points passed and you well know and the other thing is that bray wyatt is a quintessential monster heel that you expect him to come in and dominate and then and then be humanized right bray was humanized before he ever got a really a chance at a belt or even a real headline feud um anyway I I'm concerned about. I'm reluctant to I say can this. See, you're worried. You you care very much about these three names. As much so as as I'll just speak in the general. As much as me, I and people like me, you fans around the world and around the internet, uh, most significantly, have um have begged for the return of basically like unscripted promos and live mics, and also simultaneously begged for them to push these people that we love so much. Um, People like Enzo and Sasha and and uh, and Finn in particular, um, and let's toss Enzo out of this part of the conversation. But like, that doesn't mean that like Sasha and Finn just need to get on, just need to get you know jump into unscripted promos live on Raw every week. Now I'm not saying they were clearly not unscripted, but it sort of had that vibe of like low. They, let's just see what they can do uh, for sure. And also, when you have three hours to fill, you're gonna have to like yeah. you could feel that segment just yeah we need two more minutes we need three more minutes yeah it was a weird i mean it's sort of this weird tension where i'm so happy to see you know i, I was so excited to see sasha and enzo basically start open a show like like they're so over and wwe is listening they're like we're going to give you fans what you want but you're also putting them you're it's a big jump from being the highlight of hour two okay to being like the biggest star on the show and putting in the position to carry the opening segment. I don't disagree, but there's only one way to find out and that's having them do it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know. I, I agree. And I, and I, and I say this all, I'm, I caution everyone listening to this to not like not form an opinion too soon. I mean, that's what I said to everybody that, that, that asked me about it this week. They, there's still lots of room for them to grow into this role, but we shouldn't expect people to be that good right off the bat, it, but we're, but we're, but, but it's, that's our temptation. That's you, my temptation. You know, what's also very funny about, about these three in particular, what? possibly three of the most exciting entrances. Oh yeah. Going right now. So I, I, I even, I think just with that, it's a win. You can't, I mean, the fact that I love the fans already know when to pop for Finn Balor, when the, when the lights hit amazing, and, right? Yeah. It's so amazing that even on that alone, before you even get to the mic, like you've already won over this crowd so much. I mean, you know, sometimes that's why, like, as much as music's important, and you know, Cena, Orton, these guys haven't changed it, but maybe, you know, maybe they should have. Maybe sometimes that is kind of what it takes—just something new to kind of excite the fans. By the way, does Bray Wyatt now with these dreads look like Jonathan Davis from Corn or Sonny from POD? Do, do you have do you listen to any music that's not in like the rap rock genre no and christian rock that's it oh really um from the 90s but yeah I, he looks he looks super creepy he's, he's looking by the way like i interviewed this dude at at wrestlemania how long ago was wrestlemania <laughs> not that april long. april may june just like four five months okay I guess I was just going to say how quickly can white guys grow dreadlocks, but I guess five months is a long time. It's a good look. I kind of like it. It is. He it's does very look weird like and creepy. He fronts a 90s or late 2000, early 2000 TRL uh, kind of angst rock band. Yeah. He's just an awesome dude, man. I like every every fashion decision he makes, I think, is pretty much spot on. I like that he's a little bit more, he's a little bit more uh, rock and roll, a little bit more biker and less... Uh, you know, less West Palm Beach at this point. Like it's a subtle shift, but it's a real one. You probably like. I'm not it, sure how yeah. I feel about Eric Rowan being back in the posse. Yeah, I just think that 
I don't know. I was just sort of hoping he was going to leave that. But, where, but then where else would you put him? Well, it's a question. For Eric Rowan, that's a real question. For Bray Wyatt, I think maybe a little bit of time away from the away from the family would do his character good. I, I'm certainly with you. Maybe get Andrew WK in the mix. That That's what Bray Wyatt needs. Just um, so, and Bray twisted his ankle. I think everything's going to be okay there. He seems to be working this weekend. But I, but just, but I don't know. Got people who are listening to this. Tweet me. Ask, tell me what you think. Enzo, after the biggest breakout week, Enzo and Finn and Sasha had the last week. No wrestlers have had weeks that big in such a long time, right? Enzo's... Uh, and Enzo getting a solo, even they're already that's, that's it for, for the ta- for him to go from that quickly that from from where he was two weeks ago to the promo that he cut that like at the pay per view that like basically was the equivalent of you know savage savage steamboat at WrestleMania three like it was such a legendary pay per view performance mm-hmm. that he got elevated to opening the show on the mic you know we're just gonna let that happen. Sasha, who, you know, it was a long time coming or a longer time than the other two for her, but to win the title and then to go to opening the show the next week. Clean got Charlotte to tap. Yeah. Yeah. After a long reign. And then for Finn to go, you know, to, I mean, basically a one week push to, and now he's doing toe to toe and promos with Seth Rollins, which is not also, how do you feel about briefs and a leather jacket not just for the entrance to the match but he was like in a pro like in the doing his promo in this outfit it's working <laughs> it's working it's working um yeah the, cam- it, the yeah. camera's got to zoom in on his crotch during his entrance yeah. and it makes more sense if he's in t- if he's in spandex tights so. it's yeah so it's slightly uncomfortable for me but I'll, I'll, I'll go with it um but yeah i just think that enzo we were worried about enzo getting overexposed a month ago or less and now he's in now he's basically a headline talker and as funny as he is, he and Sasha together, I don't think that either one was done a favor by that segment. Yeah. And it, there was a little bit of the Attitude Era vibe where, like I've said in, in weeks past, it's, you know, like ha- few, having fewer people around, just like you put people together and see what happens. Give them some time. And I think that that's fine. But uh, so so for everyone listening to this, my official verdict is don't freak out. But, uh, you know... My 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 advice for WWE is like, let's let's Just not over. Let's turn it down turn a, it little a little bit. bit. Slow it down a little bit. Yeah, right. I do like that the tag team members can come out to the ring separately. That's really reaffirming. I you, you know, that's how real life works. So it's nice that, that you know that occasionally wrestling hues to real life, as opposed to uh, the normal this, the the traditional sta- situation right now, which is real life hewing and conforming to professional wrestling. Um, Anyway, let's get back to uh, let's get back to your plans to go into wrestling and then run for public office. Well, wait, do you are you just going to skip? Are you going to skip wrestling and just go right to public office, or would you actually try to go to wrestling, be a wrestler first, take your own advice? I I, I think I think my I, both careers have just passed me by. Really? This is, yeah, this is it's a lot of both a lot of pressure. By the way, I'm reading this. I'm reading the SmackDown. I have the SmackDown recap up on my screen to make sure I didn't miss anything, and I I did def- I did hilariously get that uh, that Orton promo thing wrong. So I blame you, computer page. I'm looking at it's NBC Sports. How long has NBC been posting SmackDown recaps? There's still an NBC Sports. NBC Sports doc or well USA, I guess they. This is weirdly the 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 website. The URL here is sports.nbcsports.com. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, guys, get your URLs together. I listened to your, I listened to the uh, Writers Room podcast on Channel Thirty Three this week. It was very good. You had a, you had, you had quite the nice rant. We're trying, trying to bring, bring the, bring the heat. Not, not cheap, just real heat. And uh, yeah, Channel Thirty Three, tons of good podcasts. And yeah, the Writers Room. We did our first one, and uh, good stuff on there. How, how was the show going? How's, how's any given Wednesday? Caitlyn Jenner was on this week. Really interesting uh, to see her and Bill. Kind of go toe to toe and exciting stuff. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Good stuff. I'll get you back here next week. Do you have anything, any updates on the on the um, WWE relationship front before we get off? There was one that you missed. Ooh. I did. I did we talk one. about? We, you mentioned Paige and Del Rio, right? Lesnar Sable. Lesnar Sable's big. I Emma missed... Ozak writer Emma. 
Ooh. That could just be an internet rumor. I don't know. That yeah. could be a, a pure creation of Tumblr. Is Paige uh, and, the, and, the, and the internet chatter this week? I think this is a like a an unintentional Meltzer bomb where he was just like he said he kind of trailed off and everybody read way too much into it. But the rumors going around now is that WWE del- is deliberately split Del Rio and Paige, uh, put them on different brands to try to like separate them. Wow. I, see, I believe that. That's I told. That's like it's a great rumor. Also, uh, Eva Marie badly injured. What? Doing doing nothing. No, I'm, I, I'm oh, you're talking in, in kayfabe. <laughs> it was hilarious. That was great. That was tremendous. Her entrance is the best thing happening right now. They, they, hey, we want you to make the entrance. We don't want you to wrestle. It's so good. See, they're doing little things right. Just uh, you can tell they're listening, which is really which is really big. If you, you can only watch one show next week, what it, which one would it be? Raw or SmackDown? Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. I, if I could re- literally only watch one and not read online and just like that was it. You only get one show to watch next week. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's a tough call. In SmackDown's favor, they will show most of what happened on Raw in the recap segments. Uh, also, two hours is better than three hours. Um, two points for SmackDown. Raw, though, is Raw. Raw is obviously going to be more important because you're right. SmackDown already feels like SmackDown. So you're, you're choosing Raw. Yeah. Nah. You know what? I don't know. I honestly can't pick. I think I would. I think I'm going to pick SmackDown just to be contrary. Also, I honestly think that. I think that. I think that Dolph Ziggler is going to turn heel, and I'm excited. And I and I want to. And I really want to like experience all of that in real time. Interesting. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler name we didn't even talk about, and very much in the mix on SmackDown. He's 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 gonna he's got a title match at well a match for the for the less important world title. He went to his first match at five years old in Ohio, and now. It could be destiny, um, like 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 LeBron. Yeah, Ohio's Ohio's coming up roses these days, man. They had a great convention. They won a they, they the Cavs won. You were ranting about the Indians on your uh, on on the Writers Room podcast, the first place Indians. See, look, you you did listen. Yeah, you are a company man. Yeah, I mean, listen, man. I do what I can. I like to I like to listen to podcasts in my car. That's about as much as I can guarantee anybody. Um, all right, man. Well, I hope everything goes well for uh, for. Sasha and Finn and Enzo. Uh, and I hope everything goes well for everyone listening to this. Uh, thanks for thanks for checking us out. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Humanoids. <laughs>